It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. 70% of all people will struggle with this in their life at some point. They question whether they're deserving of accolades. We're going to talk about it today. The imposter syndrome. Hey, this is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you. So if you haven't done so, hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. All right, you ready to get your brave on? Let's do this. So what does it mean to be an imposter? Well, an imposter, by actual definition, is a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others. That element of deception is there. They want to pretend that they are someone, have something, do something that they do not do, have or are, for fraudulent gain. Now, the imposter syndrome is a little bit different. Today, well, it's been around since the 70s. Imposter syndrome is a person who actually feels those things. They have distress over a nagging thought that maybe they really aren't who people think they are. Maybe they really aren't who they portray themselves to be. They don't have the skill or the talent that everyone thinks they have. An imposter syndrome, as defined by psychological terms, is a pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, and accomplishments and has a persistent a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud so bottom line the imposter syndrome is a fear it is a fear and it is a lack of belief in yourself it is not de- designated as a mental illness it's not part of the DSM manual But many people struggle with it. In fact, it's disproportionately affecting high-achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. And many women struggle with this. As I said in the beginning, 70% of people will struggle with this sometime in their life. Here are some symptoms of imposter syndrome. Feeling like past successes and hard work are only due to sheer luck, and they cannot be replicated, that you accidentally became successful, and that you're incapable of performing at the same level every time. There's just no confidence, in other words. Here's another one, that persistent feeling of fear, feeling that you might be exposed as a fraud, and it's a baseless fear. 
Here's another one. Feeling constant pressure to achieve or be better than before. The fear of maybe not meeting another person's expectations. Feeling incompetent despite demonstrating competency. Just having that nagging feel, feeling that you're going to get found out that you're, you're incompetent, that you're really not doing a good job. Feeling stressed, anxious, or depressed. Feelings of, as I mentioned, inadequacy. Feeling uncomfortable. Here's one. Feeling uncomfortable with receiving praise or congratulations or those accolades that are deserved. Feeling doubts about your success or that it's impossible to sustain this level of success. And feeling disappointed over your current accomplishments. Okay, so here, listen. Notice the word feeling feeling this, feeling that. It is a feeling. And interesting, as I said, women struggle with this more often in their professional spaces because there's a sense of saying that you don't really belong here, that you only got here through dumb luck, or you somehow manipulated your way, but it wasn't your talent that got you here. The Harvard Business Review said this, the psychologist's Pauline Rose Clans and Suzanne Eames, that they developed this concept and they originally called it this, listen y'all, imposter phenomenon, because it was a phenomenon that would happen, that people who were absolutely qualified and very talented had no sense of confidence in what they were doing and literally did feel like a fraud. And that's what they came up with in 1978. And then they really focused in on high-achieving women and discovered that, and this is what they posted, despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, women who experience the imposter phenomenon persist in believing that they are really not bright and they have fooled anyone who thinks otherwise. So their findings here spurred decades of thought leadership and then they've developed programs and initiatives to address imposter syndrome in women, even famous women, many that you'd probably recognize, Hollywood superstars, maybe you you know Charlize Theron or Viola Davis, and then business leaders like Sheryl Sandelberg and the former first lady, Michelle Obama, and the Supreme Court Justice, Sonia Sotomayor, they've all confessed to feeling or experiencing imposter syndrome. So let's talk about this just for a minute, because I think that we have a phrase that used to make sense, but now it really rubs us the wrong way. Maybe you've heard it. Fake it till you make it. You see, it's the word fake it right there. That basically, that means take action even when you don't want to or you don't feel like it's authentic to you. And it comes from the understanding that is scientifically proven that motivation follows action. So when you don't feel like it, you can still step up to the plate knowing that feelings will follow. So when you act in a certain way, your body sends messages to your brain that this is how I'm feeling. For example, um, I had learned a long time ago, back in the 80s, when I went through a very serious depression for about five months, that if you smile, even though you're not feeling good, the the movement of the lips sends nerve endings to your brain that says, I'm happy. They said, science says that if you'll put even a 
a pencil between your teeth, that it tricks your brain into thinking that you're happier than you are because you're smiling. Isn't that amazing how God has made us? And on the other end of it, if you're feeling lethargic, what do we do? What do we do with our bodies and our head? We tend to, when we get depressed, we put our head down, our posture goes, our shoulders sink in, we feel depressed. That our feelings follow that what our body is doing. If you're just laying on the couch and you're curled up in a ball, you're going to feel that way. Soul is going to feel like it's curled up in a ball. But when you're light on your feet and you're moving freely, you feel optimistic and happy. And once again, science shows us that when we feel that way, even our body language starts to reflect. We are interconnected, body, soul, and spirit. So by putting a pencil in your teeth, forcing that smile, you can tell yourself, I'm happy. So that's not wrong. It feels wrong when we say fake it till you make it. But the premise behind it is not wrong. But what if we were to change it and we just said, make it till you make it? Can you get with that? Just make it till you make it. Make it your choice. Make it your decision until you make it your truth. You're not a fraud. You're not fooling anyone. You're not a fake. You might feel phony, but shut that noise down because all throughout our life, we're going to have to make it till we make it. We're going to have to make choices and make decisions even when they're not congruent with what we're feeling inside. We have to start somewhere. We all have to own our identity. I have to believe that I'm a confident podcaster, a confident speaker. I better believe that before I walk out on that stage. I have to capture that inner hero that says, I own this stage. I got this. In fact, we know that we have to visualize that success beforehand, right? We have to see that bowling ball going down the middle of the lane, knocking all those pins down. We have to see that basketball going through the hoop. Nothing but net. We've got to visualize it. I've got to see myself owning that stage, stepping on that stage. I do it before I write. I see myself signing that finished book. I see my name in that book sitting in an airport. I'll tell you the truth, you guys. I'm going to let you in on a little confession. Every time I go to the airport to take a travel, wherever I'm going, I always go into that bookstore. I look at all of the shelves, all of the books that are there. I look at the New York selling best, New York best time selling books is what I'm trying to say. I look at them all. And then I visualize my book sitting right there on the shelf. That's it. Because I'm going to make it my decision until I make it my truth, my reality. So why listen to doubt and insecurity? And I want to just say that that is primarily what imposter syndrome is. It is listening to doubt and insecurity. It is listening and paying attention to the feeling as if it's the boss of you. No, (laughs) it's not the boss of you up in here. You're the boss of you. Your mind is the boss of you. Your spirit, your solid decisions, that's who gets to rule you if you make it till you make it. So research from a 2017 study suggests that People with a low self-esteem are more likely to experience imposter syndrome than people with a high self-confidence. And I feel like that absolutely makes sense. 
low self-esteem often comes with feelings of worthiness, feelings of valuelessness, if you will. I don't have the value that others have. I feel worthless. And that can make it easier for you to develop imposter syndrome because when I feel worthless, I don't feel that I am worthy of the accolades. I don't feel that I deserve the praise. I don't feel that I earned this. I do believe that somehow it was a fluke or that it was just dumb luck. But also, imposter syndrome is connected with perfectionism. Wow. People who just don't feel like it's good enough. And what does that circle back to? Worth. So it's interconnected. You can see very high successful people with imposter syndrome. And you can see people who have never accomplished anything with imposter syndrome. So remember here, the real imposter is imposter syndrome. That's the fraud. It's not true. It's false evidence appearing real. And that's the acronym for fear. Imposter syndrome is just simply a cousin to fear. False evidence appearing real. So let me give you seven ways that you can overcome this. All right, you ready? Here we go. Number one, question every negative thought. Write down those doubts that you're experiencing. And I would like you to journal around those questions and those thoughts and ask this question, is it true? Is it true that I didn't earn this? Is it true that I'm not better or good as everyone else? Is it true that I just live on luck? Face the facts and separate them from the feelings, okay? Now, once you've written all of that down, take a look at what you have on your paper there and begin to replace it with the truth. When you have those doubts, you begin to replace it with God's truth. You replace it with what you know, that you are a loving, deserving person, that you are the head, you are not the tail. You begin to say your affirmations. I am a shining star. I am brilliant, talented, worthy of success. All right, so that's the first thing. I want you to question your negative thoughts. Number two, discuss these feelings of inadequacy with someone, a trusted advisor. And I'll tell you why you need to discuss them. Because when you talk about it, when you put words to your thoughts, you actually reduce the amount of tension and pressure and velocity of for which those thoughts circulate around. So when you put them to words, you put them to flight, you let those thoughts, they are released from your mind and you reduce your anxiety and your stress around them. So you want to talk to someone, let the pressure out, release that. And then also when you discuss it and talk about it, you recognize how strong those thoughts were. But once you put them to words, you realize, you know what, this isn't as big as what I thought or what I was perseverating on. Number three, let go of perfectionism. We have a saying here that just says done is better than perfect. Everybody has a day one. Everybody starts. You don't have to have everything perfect. And I believe that perfect is an illusion. Like beauty, it's in the eye of the beholder. Oftentimes, we will see that famous artists left imperfections, which then actually became their defining signature. That's what made their art so unique and so beautiful. 
Isn't it true with us as human beings too? What if we all looked exactly alike, aka perfect? No, then we're just cookie cutters. There's nothing wonderfully unique. There's nothing special about us. So let go of perfection. It's an illusion. It's a lie. It leads to stress. And you know what? It's a form of pride because you're never going to, you're never going to get there. And when you say, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. What you're saying is I'm hard to please. I'm better than all of you average people. I only can accept perfection. Now I think excellence is great and I'm all for that. And I am an addict. I like excellence, but perfection No, not so much. Number four, make failure your friend. How do you view failure? Failure is an event. It's not a person. We know that. There's no such thing as failure, just results. It's not that you failed. I didn't get the results. I didn't get the outcomes. I don't see what I wanted to see. But I did learn this way won't work. I did learn that I'm not going to try that again because it's not my gift mix. Or I did learn that at the end of the day, I don't really enjoy that thing over there. I've started some things and I've gotten into them and I've decided, you know what? I want to quit because I'm giving good energy away to something that's really going to remain very little fruit in my life. I didn't fail. I just discovered more about myself, more about what I want to do in life and more about what I don't want to do. So make failure your friend, learn from it, embrace it, because if you will, you're going to risk making different decisions and taking leaps of faith. You'll pull the tent pegs out of the ground. You'll strengthen and lengthen your cords. That's a biblical metaphor to growing, expanding, being willing to reach and grow. Otherwise, you're living such a small life because you're afraid of failure. Now shut that down. Number five, set clear, measurable, realistic goals. If you want to feel successful and you don't want to feel like an imposter, then don't put outlandish goals out there that will take a lifetime to achieve. Have those dreams, certainly, but let's break it down all the way to what am I going to do this week, this month, this quarter, this year, this next three years, this next five years. So when you reach small goals, you feel very successful and confident. It boosts your self-worth and your self-esteem. But when we set unrealistic goals, we paralyze ourselves. We don't even want to get started because we fear that we're going to fail. We fear that we won't do it perfect. And then we set ourselves up to thinking, this is so crazy that if I do actually accomplish it, that it was luck. And it leads to imposter syndrome. So, Make small goals, good goals, not lazy goals, but good goals that make you reach, but that you also achieve. Get that dopamine rush of the, of the, the reward centers of your brain fired up. That makes you want to do it all the more. Number six, don't compare your abilities to someone else. We know that comparison is a trap, absolutely a trap. So when we look at somebody else's progress, then we say, I'm either better than or I'm worse off. And neither one of those extremes are healthy for you. Just run your own race. Stay in your lane. Be like the horses that have those blinders on in the Kentucky Derby. Be rich strike. (laughs) This year's Kentucky Derby winner. That horse, he was in the very back and made his way, I mean, in that last stretch to win it all. Just run your race. Get your rhythm. Find yourself. Don't compare. 
You can certainly learn. And if you do anything, you can evaluate, but don't compare. Everybody, again, has a day one and your pathway isn't someone else's pathway. And finally, number seven, move forward despite negative feelings. Remember we said that these negative feelings, they dissipate when you start moving forward with action. Don't wait for a good day, good feelings, and a good mood to start your progress. Start today. Feelings follow actions. And remember, you're not an imposter. You're the real deal. God put you here. It's favor. That's how you got here. It wasn't luck. Ultimately, it wasn't even skill. It's the favor of God. He prepared you for this. This is your moment. You're supposed to step into this minute. Why doubt? Let the doubt go. Let the fear go. Show up in all of your glory, who you are, who God made you to be, in confidence, in joy, and enthusiasm, my favorite word, show up with life inside of you, effervescent, be zealous, be joyful. You can choose those emotions. You can cultivate those emotions. Show up because you are the real deal. All right, my sister, that's what I've got for you today. I hope this is helpful for you. And remember, the way that more people find my podcast is that you share it for me. You review it and rate me. You can do that on Apple or on Spotify. Also want to let you know if you need to conquer imposter syndrome in your life, you need to boost your confidence. Join me on my three-day challenge, June 21, 22, and 23, every night for three days at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. There I am going to share with you the positive, wonderful, amazing secrets, if you will, on how to ignite your confidence and boost your self-esteem, how to get your life out of the mundane and the mediocrity into audacious, powerful, amazing life. Okay, so all the details in the show notes, visit me at braveheartedwoman.com. And I'm going to leave you like I always do. Find your brave and live your vision. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.